Man, I can't wait till I get that city future internet. <laughs> and I can have video too. Welcome everyone to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I'm Brandon Pipa. I'm joined with uh, Robert Kalchuk and Stephen Sock, who's going by the pseudonym Robert Kalchuk today in our video call. Um, <laughs> not a bunch of story there, just an interesting sign-in choice by our friend. Today we're going to be talking about hops and the various different varieties that they can come in. we got pelletized hops, cryo hops, resin hops, fresh hops, whole hops, and I'm sure several that I am forgetting. Um, but we're going to kind of talk through what we know about a few of them, benefits, disadvantages, what we've, what we've played with, what we've worked with. Now, I've mostly only worked with pelletized hops, so I'm going to toss it over to one of the Robert Kell trucks here uh, to pick it up <laughs> and kind of talk us through the differences and what the different varieties are. Yeah, I, I guess that's what happens when... Uh you're forced to register a name for the Google account, and it's got my name on it. And I think Steve Steve got into the call first, so it gave him my name. <laughs> I, I think it's because I logged in from that account instead of going to like my own account and opening up the link from oh, there. Oh, yeah, that so would do it, too. So, yeah, that's what I think it is. So Because yeah. I was checking so, our, our company email. Oh, no. <laughs> so for, for our listeners, at least you still sound distinct. Um, when we get the voice modifiers put on here as well, it's going to be very confusing for everybody. Yeah, the, yeah, when we get that auto-tuner working. <laughs> <laughs> so hops. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'll, I'll do a quick little overview, and then I'm going to toss it to one of you two, because I'm going to talk about the last two on the list. So, yeah, when you get hops, which are, again, the essential one of the essential ingredients for beer, and probably the the most talked about but least understood of uh, of the hops or of the various varieties just because you know up until you know a little while ago no one knew what dry hopping was even though dry hoppings existed for you know hundreds and hundreds of years and you know there's always new varieties coming out and the nuances and the oils and everything how it reacts and all that is very uh you know very interesting but nowadays, uh, you know, back in the day, there was no other processes. When you, you know, you got hops, you literally went out and got hops. Like you just went to the vine. When the hops are ready, you harvested them and you, you know, went from there. Though nowadays, uh, probably the most common type is what's called pellet hops, and that's when the pellets are base are the. Uh, pellets are formed from taking whole hops which are then you know dried through a process or whatever uh mashed into pellets into certain servings or a packaging which is usually in ounces but it can go up to pounds worth and then that is what's generally used by most home brewers and uh, a lot of commercial uh commercial outfits and then the other two i'm going to talk about later are cryo hops and uh, resin or oil hops, which are further processed to remove more of the vegetable matter, which makes a, a like a, a more pure product at the end. But to talk first, let's let's talk with the original. Let's let's start with fresh hops. And I'll pass that over to Rob, since you have actually brewed with it a few times. Uh. Yeah, well, more like a couple. I was literally like twice. <laughs> so it's more than me and Brendan. Yeah, and uh, I tried it 
twice. The first time, the first time I tried using it as a um, both for bittering and a dry hop, and I had to throw the beer out <laughs> the first time. So, oh, that sucks. Um, yeah. So what I think happened the first time is that because it's fresh and because you didn't boil it or anything, there's still whatever bacteria and stuff on the plant. So I think dry hopping it was a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, basically it's whatever it did. It tasted terrible. I had to throw it away, but, uh, it happens. Um, the second time I tried it, which was this year, and uh, both times the it's from the same plant, uh, so just different years, obviously. So my aunt has some growing in the backyard, just off the fence. Nothing she planted; they're just wild. They're just growing there, wild. And um, yeah, so whatever, pick some. And I was like, okay, this time I'm only going to put them in the boil, so that I know no matter what, you know, just the, they'll be heat sanitized, right? Mm-hmm. And. It turned out better, but I didn't use enough. So the software I use, um, you know, takes into account how much, how much hops you add by weight, and how much uh, alpha acid is on it. Now, because it's a wild hop, and I have no idea what the alpha acid is, I just assumed a very low alpha acid, like three percent. That was my guess. Just whatever. Low number, I'd rather be low than too high, right? So normally for full hop, for full 60 minute boil, I'll do two ounces of pellets. Two pellets are the one I'm most used to. And um, usually end up with something that's just fine. Either hoppy or balanced. The fresh hop though, I used three ounces and my software said that was going to be way hoppy and I'm like I don't know because uh, we were talking about this before and Brendan was like no you need to use like some five to one ratio or something like that I'm like that seems really high so I didn't want to I didn't go that high I went lower and what I have is it's okay it's uh, it's I definitely it's definitely too sweet though so it's definitely very sweet and this one even has like a caramel taste to it so chances are I've got some like diacetyl that's sitting around in there or something but that's another problem <laughs> either way it was, it's too sweet I don't there's not enough balance like it's okay I kind of drink it as like a dessert beer yeah so, like, maybe after dinner I might have like <laughs> half a glass of something but like drink it as a dessert beer but uh yeah no otherwise I think that and you also need to compensate for more liquid because the hops will soak up so much more as a whole leaf. Mm -hmm. Stuff was insane. Um, and I was worried actually about it plugging up the kettle when I was trying to chill it because I run it through a plate chiller. So I didn't want to get like a bunch of material stuck in there. Uh, so this is one of the reasons for only doing three, three ounces. And that's because I have two kind of like hop socks and one little like tea basket and I was only able to squeeze an ounce of whole hop into each one of those um <laughs> yeah but I'm other than that I think the experience was fine other than the first time where I learned my lesson not to use it for 
uh, not to use it for um, dry hopping. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always, always put it in a boil. Uh, so I mean, right now that my only mistake is that I didn't add enough. So next year when they next year I'll try again and I'll just use probably double it. Yeah. Probably try six ounces or something. All right. Uh, so yeah, so that's whole hop or so whole or fresh hops. Uh, yeah, let's throw that over to Brendan and let's talk about pellet hops. Yeah, so pellet hops are probably what most home brewers are familiar with and what a lot of people entering the brewing world and to be honest a lot of commercial brewers i imagine use as well it's a product that's been processed to basically deal with some of the issues that rob mentioned there with the the whole hops it's um uh, any extra bacteria is taken away from it it's uh kind of dried out and compressed um, to the point where you don't have to worry about a lot of the correction factors. You're just dealing with concentrated plant matter, um, and the alpha acid percentage will be measured for any variety that you pick up. So the the system that we use, Brew Target, for a lot of our uh, recipe development and for a lot of our home brewing experience, basically assumes a, a pelletized hop um, as a default, and you end up with these additions for a five-gallon homebrew uh, that are in that kind of on-the-ounce scale. So two ounces, three ounces would be an, uh, a reasonable uh, addition for a normal brew, and then you might get a, a little bit higher if you're going for a high IBU IPA or something similar to that. Um, they're very easy to work with. They usually come in freeze-dried packets. They're just super convenient. They last a long time, great shelf life. Um, I, I, it's hard to kind of find anything to knock against them because it is such a convenient and easy way to add to do your your hop addition. Mm -hmm. um, but you pay for it. Um, hops become one of the more expensive additions to your brew uh, when you're paying for it by the ounce in pelletized form. And if you have a hop plant sitting outside, it's nice to be able to try to utilize something that's already growing for free without uh needing to pay for something but um. well one of the one of the problems with the pellets is that because it's like highly compressed uh you know plant matter uh it reabsorbs water so when you put it into a brew uh, like because i use a hop spider at home which just it basically attaches to the outside of my kettle and then i throw the hops in there so i'll throw in a couple of ounces of hops into that and by the end that hop spider is like full like it is because those little for sure like for sure yeah there is some expansion that happens and reabsorption of water absolutely yeah, but it yeah. it sounds yeah. like rob ran into a similar issue even with the whole hops so oh yeah nothing uh, nothing compared to whole hops that stuff soaks up so much water it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. So, so it does it, contribute it's kind to of interesting. um for sure for sure uh and you have to adjust your kind of your boil volumes and your sparge volumes with that but they they end up being fairly predictable so i mean the benefit is they're easy the downside is they they're expensive like you say they utilize some of the water that you're putting in so you you have to account for that in your brew process um mm -hmm. but i mean to get around that you have to get rid of the plant matter that's absorbing the water so i think that kind of leads into what you're going to talk about here steve with the 
Sorry, sorry. The pellet section is very short here, but I think most uh, anybody who's brewed beer, uh, even at a homebrew scale, will be very familiar with a pellet. Uh, pellets are yeah. by far the most common, and that's yeah. what everyone learns on. Oh yeah, like if if you learn on whole fresh hops, like damn, all power to you. Come teach <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, all the you know. power. Like yeah, that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I'll I'll start with cryo just because I've. I've never used it, but I just know of it. And then I'll go into what I've actually used, which is the oil and resin. So the cryo hop is basically a way to get over that, basically that water absorption. Because it is the plant matter within the, the pellet hop or in the whole cone hop, which, you know, just basically takes on the water. So what the cryo does, I think it first came out in the late 90s or maybe early 2000s, probably late 90s in the U.S., and what they did was they used liquid nitrogen to basically, they put the hops in liquid nitrogen, froze them solid, then broke apart the hops and basically removed all of the you know, cellulose and all that kind of stuff. And what they were left with was a, a more pure product. So all the benefits of the oils with none of the, the baggage of the, uh, the plant matter. So it's, it, it basically... Um, it gets, it gets, like, you have to use less of it to dose the same amount of beer. And, you know, I've, again, never used it. You know, sometimes you can find find them for sale in your local homebrew store if they if they do care of the hops. But they, uh, it, it apparently leads to, like, a cleaner taste because you don't have to deal, like, the vegetable matter can sometimes add in, uh, off not off flavors but like certain flavors that don't that kind of interfere with what the hop oils are trying to do but i've never used it for that so that's kind of like sure it could, it could work that way sort of thing the one uh the one i have used though is hop oil or uh, extract and uh the the kind i use was actually a local company in calgary I cannot remember their name. I've been looking them up for like the last <laughs> like five, six minutes or so. And I cannot, again, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, but as part of the homebrew group, I was able to, they were basically piloting the oil. And they said, hey, you've got like a bunch of members. Would your members be willing and interested to use this stuff? And they're like, sure, let's bring it in. So I got a couple syringes. So it comes in like just a tiny little syringe. And it's millimeters. Or sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, milliliters of of hop, and so it says like this, like tiny syringe is equal to one ounce of hops or two ounce of hops. And so what their process was was they used CO2 and pressure to basically force the oils out of the uh, out of the plant matter. So at the end, there was basically like it was really neat. It was like this crumbly stuff, like because it, it wasn't even like it was almost dust, but it wasn't quite dust, and that's what was the leftover of the of the of the hops, and then this sticky resinous uh, oil that smelled very very strongly of hops. So we got it, and we basically had to do a homebrew with it and bring some stuff in, and they were sampling everything that was going on, and for all intents and purposes, it's like hops. Where it goes uh, wrong <laughs> is that it's sticky as hell. So when you put pellet hops or whole hops into the boil, like it boils out and then the oils are extracted out of the 
out of the plant matter and then you know treat the oil uh, for its purpose. Uh, <laughs> when you're doing it with uh, the resin, it goes in, but not all of it like dissolves in, it doesn't dissolve instantly into the boil. So recommendations started showing up on the homebrew group saying, uh, put your oil into a spirit, a neutral spirit like vodka or something like that, to try and help loosen it up before your brew day. And so I did that. I actually had like, it was like a week. I had like a little shot glass sitting on top of my fridge uh, that had the, you know, the syringe put in, or uh, like squeezed out and put into this thing. And then had like a like tiny piece of like plastic wrap over top of it and on the brew day went in used it and again beer it smelled like beer and came out sort of thing except the residue left over on the side of my pot was stuck because as it boiled down whatever wasn't even dissolved into the uh, solution basically stayed up along the wall and it took me about three to four times my normal cleaning time to get that crap off like, I actually had to resort to, like, just soap and water and just scrubbing, like, just, like, good old elbow grease. Just r scrubbing the crap out of it. And I swore I'd never use it again after that. <laughs> like, maybe in a commercial operation, it works a little better and, like, maybe the cleaning chemicals work better. But for homebrew operation, uh, that was, like, the number one complaint that came back was uh, once used, it, like, you could get it off. Like, eventually you could get it off. But the amount of effort to get it off was just not worth it at all. <laughs> I, I think they're doing okay. I think they like the company that was doing it is, you know, whatever their proprietary process is and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think they're doing okay. But like after using it one time, I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> just just give me pellet hops. Just get, make it simple. But yeah, that's uh, that's basically the basic varieties. Um, I was going to say, I had some... Oh, go ahead, Brennan. Well, I was just going to say, like, we've... These are preparations for hops. And, of course, varieties within hops, there's a million different plant varietals that are out there, um, each with their own unique flavors and alpha acid comp uh, compositions and contributions. And it's... We've discussed on this podcast a few times playing around with different hop varieties and, and getting into it. And most of the time we've been talking about just using pelletized hops. So the different forms that these can take here uh, should not be confused with the, uh, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of different plant varieties that are out there that impart different flavors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because it could get, it can get comp, <laughs> like, because... Like you get your your hop like so all hops just well hops are weeds that that's what a hop is uh, it's, like, it's, a it's a climbing vine and you know the the cone is the you know product of the uh, of the of the vine but all of them start off as whole cone all of the, all, all hops start that way and it's yeah. just you can use them as that or you can then use them as you know pelletizing is like the Again, single most common way to preserve and to, you know, remove the moisture and make them good for shipping and for storage. And then any other method beyond pelletizing is basically trying to, you know, make that process just more efficient. But it should be noted, like, it's it's not, you, you mentioned it as a weed, and it does grow very well. And it's, we can grow it here in Calgary, which 
says that it's a weed of some classification. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that's a very good looking plant. Like a lot of people have planted these just for the aesthetics of it. Um, and that's kind of what led myself to like uh, experiment a little bit with the whole hops here is we had some family members who were just growing them just because it looked pretty. Um, and yeah. it was one of those like, hey, how can we use, since you're growing this anyway and you're not harvesting the 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 pods out of it, like how can we repurpose this? How can we make sure that we're taking full advantage of what's already being produced um, and mm -hmm. kind of limit some of the, the other impacts of any industry, right? So um, well, something to keep an eye out for if you're a home brewer and looking for looking for something, go talk to your neighbors. Some of them might have some hops growing. Yeah, like uh, my sister-in-law is an arborist and uh, she sent me a picture one time. Uh, she was at uh, a client's house and, uh, you know, saw these vines on uh, on some of the trees they're working on. Turns out they were hops, but these hop plants were literally, like they climbed up the tree. They were about 15, 20 feet tall and it basically encompassed the tree. So like, it's like, oh man, that's, that's amazing. Like that would be awesome to friggin' uh, to get access to, but again, in Edmonton and private property and don't know the person or anything like that. And they were gonna, and unfortunately they were likely gonna get rid of those. They were like, they either don't like them anymore or wanna get rid of them. And it's just like, oh, that's such a shame. But you have no idea what kind of hop that is. Cause actually that's the other thing. All of the commercial strains. So like if you hear Cascade, Centennial, Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo, anything like that. Those are cultivator varieties that, you know, through, you know, testing and genetics and, you know, making sure, you know, tracking lineages, you have created a hop that, uh, you know, has a very specific flavor profile and oil content and all that kind of stuff. Uh, when you're, when it's wild, you have no idea what you're getting until you do the experimentation like Rob. Yeah, unless you have some lab friends who you know can check it out in a lab, but yeah, I don't know anyone. <laughs> well, and the lab can give you alpha acids. They probably can't give you flavor profile, although I've been looking at some hop charts here, and I guess it's just different. Uh, there are different, oh, what do they call it here? Different, uh, what are these? Phenol types or like yeah, flavor, something like flavor that. profiles or something? Yeah. Humulene, myrene. I, I need to learn more about this. This is now a future area of study for Brendan. Uh, you don't remember your organic chem? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I took I took one organic chem course. What? 14 years ago? <laughs> yeah, 14, 15 years ago. Yeah, same with me. I took one organic chem course. And was like, nope. <laughs> I am not a chemical engineer by any description. So yeah, I need actually, to have, refresh myself on this. <laughs> we we have friends who are chemical engineers. We should uh, we should get get a hold of our friend Barry. Barry, what do you remember of organic chem? Actually, no, that's, he'd be, that's he would he, talk too far above us. We need to actually study this so that we can talk to Barry about this. Uh, true. Uh, I was going to say he works at... Uh, basically an organic chem plant right now they're taking uh organic waste and turning it into uh various methanols ethanols and other fun complex carbohydrate uh, carbohydrates 
That's right. He's he's too close to it. He's going to be like very. <laughs> I, there's an XKCD comic about this that describes it beautifully, but it's one of those like when you work too much with something, you forget what the average person actually knows about that field of study. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I have to look up some of it again then. But yeah, it, it's there, there's a, a certain amount of compounds that show up in uh, hops, but as you breed them you can get new kinds and are different arrangements and all that kind of stuff. Because there's all those like old world hops and then there's all the new world hops as well. Oh, there you found it. <laughs> so the the comic says it's it's about uh, two geochemists, but basically it's exactly what it says that the, you forget what the common person knows. So it's like, oh, well, obviously you know this very advanced topic. It's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to turn this into a video podcast, clearly, so that people can see when I share my screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's, that about wraps it up. Like, uh, unless uh, either of you want to add something else. Uh, only that, uh, with the vast success of our previous brewing competition, I've challenged my co-owners here to another competition, uh, for Christmas so that we can see if we can replicate our success or. I like how you say vast success. I think you won by, was it six points, eight points? Vast success. Vast success. <laughs> <laughs> I said we like, and just all barely beat and you know what? We shouldn't uh, even count it because it was your wife's idea to make that beer, too. That's true. Hey, hey, behind every great man is an even greater woman. <laughs> oh, so for this is a bit of a special day now that you brought it up because this is actually my eighth anniversary with my beautiful wife. So I will absolutely be using her vast intellect and awesome intelligence to guide me towards victory in this next competition uh which will be based off of our dark humor stout mm -hmm. so looking to see what we can do for a winter uh some kind of variation on the stout to celebrate the christmas season coming up yeah yes. yeah i, I think i have a good idea for this one you said that last time too, though. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> and I was gonna say the dry hopping turned out really great after the competition once the beer had settled. So I did like whoops. your beer, Steve. I did really like your beer. No, um, but I, no, but apparently, like again, the day after the competition, you know, it's the the tank's been drank from a few times. Uh, you know, it's it doesn't have that CO2 in it anymore. Uh, Kalachuk's roommate was like, "Oh man, the flavor so came out of it." I was like, "Fuck." And also, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> well, <Fuck. laughs> you know, you should make it again next year because it's just, it's like you got the rest. Oh, yeah. Like we, it, it is a good, it was a good summer beer. Yeah. No, I, I'm um, definitely, when uh, spring comes around, I will be making that beer. But, uh, but this time, I'm going to make sure I have time. I'm going to uh, slow carb this stout and it's going to be go. awesome. Perfect. So combined with the brew competition, we're also going to have a gingerbread house competition. And the beer has to be in the gingerbread house. Yeah, it has to be a... Uh, There's going to be some great pictures on our socials out of this. That's that's what I'm looking yeah, forward to. Yeah, because the, yeah, the brewery has to, con has to contain at least a bit volume of the... Uh, 
of the beer. Yeah, sorry, so, I said gingerbread house. I meant gingerbread brewery. Brewery, yeah, there we go. So yeah, one of there so it has to be a vessel within the brewery a to hold the beer. Ginger brew house. A ginger it's, brew yeah, house. There we go. So we are all three of us soliciting ideas for ginger brew houses. If anybody has some designs or crazy ideas, reach out to us <laughs> at our email, which is no problems at solutionsbrewing.com. Yeah. Or our socials, which is Robert Rub. At Solutions Brewing Co. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was waiting for you to say it. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be your first time. You got it all right. <laughs> <laughs> you got half of it right. Hey, so. I, I like to quit when I'm ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no. If you have any great ideas, send them to us. And if anybody wants to join us in and around uh, the week before Christmas by sending us just pictures of ginger brew houses. That would be fantastic. We'll spread them around. We'd love to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And our turnaround on these is getting better. So today's the November 9th. This one will probably get posted on the 18th. If it's not the 18th when this gets posted, I ain't changing my voice for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not the 18th when this gets posted, then it'll time travel. But that's yeah. Okay. But that'll actually work out because I think we were just talking about brewing on the what was it 21st. Yes. Yeah, two weeks from now. So yeah, yeah. So there we go. So that should be happening pretty soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. Cue music. All right. Thanks, and everyone. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> bye bye. Take care.